yes, you're right. We can't create an email or a nurture track for every single person, but maybe, and just maybe you can create a, a nurture track for every single persona. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Friday, so this is our hashtag one hero episode. In these episodes, we highlight and celebrate a blog post and contributor from our community and discuss topics surrounding sales, marketing, and customer success. Here we go. Everybody and welcome back to the Flip My Funnel podcast. My name is Caitlin Lutz. I'm a demand generation strategist here at Flip My Funnel, and I'm a co-host for Friday's podcast, our hashtag One Hero podcast, along with Sangram Bajre. I am here too. I love that how professional you make it sound like in the early <laughs> part because I don't think the rest of the week anybody hears that much professionalism. Yeah, I'm all about being professional. <laughs> I'm very professional. Yeah. This is our hashtag One Hero. Friday. And every Friday we go through our blog posts and we find someone who has posted a blog post within our community. Um, And we just celebrate the people who have posted the blog and just our community in general and just talk about the content that they've posted. I love that. I think people, if they can submit any of their blogs, their ideas, regardless of B2B, B2C, but like just incredibly inspiring uh, marketing, sales, or customer success articles on Flip My Funnel. Mm-hmm. We'll love to kind of just put it out there and just just banter and talk about it. Yeah, yeah. We love talking about you guys. Yeah. <laughs> talking about the things that you're talking about. Yeah. Who do we got today? Yeah, so we have Cynthia Stevens today. She yeah. is a Boston-based B2B marketing leader for some early-stage startups. And her blog post is called how to scale content marketing for an ABM strategy. You know, it's what she's learned as an account-based marketer on how to scale content marketing. So, I mean, that is just a hard task to do. Very hard. (laughs) Right. Because ABM is about personalization. Yeah. And it's hard to personalize a million emails or, you know, whatever your outreach looks like or whatever your marketing looks like, it's hard to personalize all of that in general, what do you think would be some good rules on how to scale content yeah. marketing? So for people who don't know, like ABM, it's account-based marketing. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you think about content marketing, it almost feels like they're opposite to each other. You know, mm-hmm. like if you think about content marketing, the whole idea of inbound was you create blogs, you create content and created tons of content. So tons of people would come to your website mm-hmm. and then through the process, you would nurture them and turn them into customers. That's kind of the inbound philosophy, if you will. ABM, on the other hand, it's like, well, you don't need to wait for people to come and then filter them out to figure out who are the right customers to go after. Mm -hmm. You need to go directly to the people who you think fit your ideal customer profile. So, for example, if you are selling to a, a financial services companies in Fortune 500, guess what? That information is available out there. You should be able to just pick those companies up, list them out, find the right people in those companies and go after them. So the reason I kind of share the whole inbound and then ABM or something to kind of think about is because if you are doing content marketing, now the rules of the games have changed. Instead of creating content for any and everybody and just trying to put out all kinds of content out there to just get more leads. Now you're creating content that you're only trying to get from these financial services companies. So you're no longer playing a volume game, you're playing a very quality game. Mm-hmm. So when I hear the question like, well, how do I scale content marketing when it comes to account-based marketing? 
I kind of respond with a question back to them is like, well, if you're going to do ABM, do you really need to create a ton of content at scale? Or do you want to create content specifically for the company? So I think people need to kind of recalibrate that question. And I'm curious to hear what is Cynthia's take on the types of way people are doing it. So to that point, Cynthia, what she says is, you know, in order to scale, you need to tier out your accounts. So obviously that's super important. Um, So say that you have financial sector of people that you're trying to reach out to, you tier out those financial yeah, the top people. companies, yeah, exactly. yeah, like who has more revenue yeah. versus who has less revenue. Yeah. Yep. So she lists five points on okay. how to do this. So leveraging content across all channels, formats, and content types. Yep. Developing content templates. Doing regular content marketing sprints. Having native analytical expertise within marketing. And developing a playbook and a common vocabulary to align with sales colleagues and CFOs. Mm. I love the last one. Yeah. A lot, right? Do I we, think... Do we do that here? I mean, do we do that here at Terminus or any of those? Yeah, I think at, at Terminus, especially the last four, we're having a common vocabulary. So I share this all the time. You've probably heard me say this, Caitlin, and then some listeners, is that on the sales side, you always hire account executives, right? And, and the fact that marketing in most organizations in B2B is giving them leads tells us that, well, wait a minute, they think about accounts. They don't think about leads. So when marketing passes a lead to a salesperson, well, that's where the disconnect is. So the common vocabulary that Cynthia is talking about is super important. And that's why ABM is on the rise because people are now finally recognizing that, oh, we can actually talk the same language, which is like, whoa, that'd be awesome, right? <laughs> Great, one language. But it really creates that one team dynamic. So at Terminus, for example, the sales and marketing organization has one number. They have one team. They have mm-hmm. the tiering that Cynthia just talked about. We have like close to 9,000 accounts that fit in our target account list. And we tier all of those accounts and figure out which accounts to go after. Based on the tiers, we have different strategies that we deploy. So we take a very systematic approach to those. And now if anybody else comes to the inbound process, then that's like gravy for us. But for the most part, we're really, really focused on these 9,000 accounts and the tiers that they have. Right. So the alignment and the vocabulary really matters because every time sales and marketing are in the same room, they're talking about the same numbers, they're talking about the same pipeline for the same accounts, and they both recognize the value of having the same number. What does that vocabulary look like? Because, yeah. I mean, in my eyes, I hear vocabulary. I don't I don't exactly know what that means. Yeah. So what, is, what does that look like? I, I love that question, right? So one is, do I have uh, the right scorecard? Okay. So for example, a lot of times marketing would come in and say, hey, we got so many open and clicks and downloads and eBooks and sales is going like, so what, right? <laughs> so that's the classic problem most right. organizations have. So imagine the common vocabulary would be, here's a scorecard based on tier one, tier two, tier three accounts. We have now penetrated a 60% in tier one, 40% in tier two, and 30% in tier three as an example. Then now sales and marketing can say and look at it and say, oh, how do I get more penetration, more engagement with our tier one accounts? And marketing can come and say, well, in your tier one accounts, we're seeing a higher value of our product. So people are paying more money and the deals are closing faster. So maybe you should focus on tier one versus tier two. Now sales can say, you know what? That's a good idea. Fine. Let's just realign our list of accounts and really focus on it. So now all of a sudden sales and marketing are talking about the same thing. And that's what common vocabulary would mean in many cases. A lot of times 
typically in organizations, marketing will come like, here are the seven events we're going to go through this year. And here are the five campaigns we're going to run. And, and there's no alignment with sales to say that, well, are these seven events and these five different campaigns going to help me close more deals? Yeah. The answer is so vague to that, that that's where the rift happens between sales and marketing. Yeah. I mean, all of that engagement from marketing is coming, like you were talking about tiering a lot. Yeah. So how do you figure out tiering? I mean, obviously they work together and yeah. tiering and all of that, but how do you figure out how to tier your companies? I mean, it just depends on what your ICP is and, and all Well, that. I mean, that's a great question. A lot of people can mess this up, so I'm so glad you asked that. When it comes to tiering, you can tier in many different ways. So, for example, let's say your organization sells to enterprise, mid-market, and SMB. Mm -hmm. Maybe those are your tiers. Tier 1, Tier 2, Tier 3 is enterprise, mid-market, and SMB. Uh, maybe you kind of sell to four different industry or categories, right? So you may have financial and tech as two separate tiers. The whole idea of tiering really is all about focus. What am I going to do with these set of accounts? What message I'm going to put in front of them? And more importantly, how I'm going to measure success at the end of the day. So when you figure that part out, the tiering makes a lot more sense. So the idea of tiering is really to help you focus on the right accounts. What normally happens is marketing has, let's say they have 10,000 downloads. Now, all of a sudden, all those 10,000 are potential customers. Well, yeah. guess what? Maybe not, right? Because when yeah. you filter that 10,000 uh, list of downloads you just got and look at how many of them fit in your tier one, tier two, tier three, maybe only 100 of them are part of your categories. Then all of a sudden you only have 100 customers to go after. You see, the difference could mean meeting your numbers to not meeting them at all. Right. Which is where account-based marketing comes in, yeah. right? Because Forrester Research says yeah. less than 1% of leads turn into revenue, you know. So yeah. having those 10,000 downloads, you know, if, if you're not may tuning not out, mean it may thing. not mean anything. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Again, this is our hashtag One, one Hero, Hero Friday. Um, if you want to submit a piece of content to the blog, we would love to have you. So just email us, LinkedIn message us, yep. and give us five stars. Yeah. Five stars. <laughs> and Cynthia, thank you so much for sharing those five different ideas. Yeah, uh, I think the alignment is one of the key areas to focus on. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. Have a fantastic hashtag One Hero Hashtag Friday. One Hero. Flip My Funnel is on a mission to build the largest and most engaged community of B2B professionals in the world. Join the movement at flipmyfunnel.com. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.